Dermot and Dave. Conversation, crack, and the music you love. Today FM. It all happens here. Today FM. Dermot and Dave's Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. Mind Yourself Now. A little bit of an extra mind yourself now this week and sure why not but you'll have to speak up <laughs> hearing is something we all rely on but we tend actually to not give our ears a second thought until there's something wrong that is today for mind yourself now we're looking at all things ear health emma cashman is a consultant ent surgeon at the beacon hospital and she's here with some top tips to mind your ears morning emma Morning, Dermot. Thank you for doing Mind Yourself Now. No problem. And I can't believe we haven't covered the subject yeah. of ears before. This is the first time we've done it. It's a very important I'm honored. sense. I'm honoured. Yeah. We haven't done ears in years. No, I'm worried so, on the wow. radio yeah. with headphones on every day. Ears are very important to us. Okay, well, I might have a few tips for you in that one. Hopefully, yeah. uh, because we've got a lot of questions coming in for you. What are the most common conditions you see kind of day to day? Well, I suppose the most common conditions we see in ENT from an ear perspective mm. would be things like hearing loss, wax, tinnitus, vertigo, and ear infection. Can I ask something about hearing loss? Because it always strikes me as a little bit strange. There is such an acceptance for your eyes don't work, you wear glasses. Yes. And there's such a reluctance to say your ears don't work, put in a hearing aid. Oh, no, I wouldn't do that. Like I know, say, for example, my parents, my parents-in-law. Yes. The struggle to get them to examine their hearing in the same way they would completely confidently examine their eyes and go get an eye test need glasses need it for reading need it for driving need it for TV whatever yeah. it is what about a hearing test ah no no wouldn't be doing that is there a weird reluctance around there ears there is a bit of reluctance I think that's fairly true to say and it's really common I mean that's the thing about hearing loss and as we age we start to get high frequency nerve related hearing loss and that affects about one in three patients over the age of 65 which is remarkably a common a lot yeah and so, so do people what are the symptoms? Are they, Is it just I simply have difficulty hearing you talking to me? Is it certain environments are troublesome? Yeah, what is it? So they're subtle. So I suppose the first, there's two main presentations. The first would be worsening tinnitus or you might have pre-existing tinnitus or indeed new onset tinnitus. Mm. So tinnitus basically, again, really common, defined as a ringing, but it can be a buzzing, a hissing, a dial tone. And you might have, I mean, you might have been down in Slane or down in, I'm giving away my age here now, down, <laughs> down in Fela in the 1990s and you got a bit of buzzing that wasn't particularly bothersome and you've had it for years and suddenly do you know what the ringing's just that little bit more intrusive and what's happening there is a really good analogy is a candle in a dark room so if you're sitting just imagine yourself you're sitting in a dark room with a candle really hard to ignore it right but if you simply turn on a light switch you distract yourself and it's the exact same premise with sound if I'm not hearing as well out of my left or my right or indeed both ears as I was 10, 15, Mm. 20 years ago the perception of my tinnitus goes up and certainly I suppose the other thing we observe and you say it there is just your perception of sound in different environments and again we tend to as we age get a high frequency nerve related hearing loss so I don't hear things like you know the the telephone going off I don't hear Mm. high frequency sounds we might sleep through the alarm, although a lot of us do that all the time anyway. But I think we did that on Dave's World actually before, where I played a YouTube video where frequencies went up. In, yeah. in, so yeah. it started off low and we could all hear it. And as we went up, the younger people in our team could hear it. Dermot and I were like, we can't You've hear it. You've probably got a bit there. of age-related yeah. hearing loss. And, <laughs> you know, so so I suppose it's it's very much like you're requesting repetition maybe, or some patients will notice that they don't hear women and children as well. Okay. And women and children have softer voices, but they speak at a higher frequency. So you might notice you're struggling to hear the grandkids or maybe you're struggling to hear your wife, although sometimes that can be collective <laughs> in my case. I just can't but hear what you're 
a lovely, I had a lovely patient a number of months back and uh, she told me she couldn't hear properly since the late 80s um, and so she hadn't heard her husband properly in about 30 years and she was attributing that to a successful marriage but that's, a, that's another <laughs> that's point. A different one, so yeah. I'm not going to go down that route. Well, but, uh, uh, examination I presume is a vital part of ear health yeah. and it's something we should be doing but probably we don't tend to do so how often should we as in the general public be testing their ears? I mean in the general public I would say to you really unless you've got you know direct concerns or you have a history of recurrent ear infections you have perhaps a strong family history of hearing loss or indeed and this is becoming increasingly um, an issue is you have strong not just occupational risk factors for hearing loss but recreational risk factors right. for hearing mm. loss. Okay. Earphones I'm guessing yeah. are, are a big culprit. Is there a particular style of earphone that seemed to be more damaging than the others? Yeah the in the ear headphones and what we've what's really interesting is a recent study coming out of the States suggested that 15% of teenagers have evidence of noise-induced hearing loss. And sound, you'll be aware, is, is measured in decibels. And so we're having this conversation at about 60 decibels, we'll say. Mm. And we're all exposed, I mean, to noise on a daily basis. You're listening to the TV, listening to Dermot and Dave on the radio, and a little bit too loud, as we hear, or in traffic or household appliances. So anything really up to 80 decibels is pretty safe. So you mm. can happily, well, I don't know about happily, but you can hoover your house for eight hours without actually incurring any ear ah, okay. damage. Yeah. Bring it up to a lawnmower, that, that, a lawnmower, say that's 85 decibels. So two hours of that level of noise can cause a bit of trouble or damage to the inner ear. The interesting thing is mobile devices output sound at about 110 decibels. That's the same as a concert. It's the same as a, going to like a, a soccer match. Two minutes of exposure at that level. And it can cause permanent damage to your ears. So, now, I mean, presumably that is max volume. That's max volume. Yeah, that's max mm. volume. Even going to a concert, I mean, it's counterintuitive to wear earplugs for a concert, right? But if you look at it, 5% of people who regularly attend concerts wear earplugs. We mm. all think of the foam ones that the, the light sleeper oh, wears yeah. no, to block I, out I the I actually snorer. went out so, and got this because I am yeah. a huge heavy metal fan. Right. So I played okay. gigs for years and we would use in-ear monitors and so that would offer you some protection. When I started playing gigs, it was just the wedges on the stage. But then later on, as I was listening to things and working in this job, I knew I couldn't have my hearing yeah. be affected professionally. So I actually got their filters. So they're basically... Yes, that's exactly... They're yeah. moulded to the inside yeah. of my ears. They look like in-ear monitors, but I just put... Every concert I go to, I put that's them in it. and I can hear... In fact, I can hear things better with these in and, than I can without. And it doesn't sound very cool, but most of the heavy metal bands that you're going to are wearing those. Absolutely. Most musicians are wearing them, have yeah. been wearing them for years. Just those in-ears, I mean, it, they're quite expensive and uh, not everybody would have access to them. Is there any cheaper version that isn't, you know, isn't going to cost the earth? There are. There's loads of styles and loads of models. And they start at about, to the best of my knowledge, at about 10 or 15 euro. Um, and a good rule is home, you know, we would say that avoid anything that's too loud, too close for too long. If you're talking to someone in a nightclub or oh, yeah, that's actually in a nightclub worst. or in a concert and yeah. they're, we usually say two metres, so that's an adult arm span and you can't hear them. That's too loud. Can your ears recover from these things? Because obviously if you were, say for them, I do quite a bit of DIY, I'm a, if I'm sawing, yeah. I'm obviously going to put on, you know, protective goggles or whatever. Yeah. But if a piece of sawdust got in my eye, I can work it out. I can wash yeah, it out, whatever. Yeah. What about your ears? Can your ears recover from yeah, some question. of these kind of exposures? It depends. Again, it comes back to the, you know, too loud, too long, too close. So let's just take a gunshot. So hopefully you're not <laughs> close proximity. Not you don't it. plan no. on it, right? But let's say 140 decibels. Right. Really close to a siren. That's permanent lasting damage okay. immediately. Right. So it all depends on the level of noise. But I think you go back to, you know, the 110 decibels is pretty, it's pretty mm. loud. Um, and I think a lot of, particularly teenagers, you know, they don't, they don't really recognise the potential no. damage they can do that to their ears. Yeah, well, I have a fellow who loves, well, his favourite thing to do is he puts on his football boots, his in-ears, 
He has his phone in his pocket and yeah. he plays football. I was honestly, I'm not joking, for two hours a day. But he's listening. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what volume he's listening at, but I, I'm going to presume it's high. I'm going to have a chat with him and go home. Yeah. But I presume he's listening quite high with the in ears for yeah. two hours. Yeah. But uh, if he does that every day and it's, 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 it's 100 dB or 110 dB, yeah. that's it's too a 60, much. It's a 60 60 rule. So right. you shouldn't listen to in excess of 60% of maximum volume for longer than 60% of the day. Gotcha. It's a good rule of thumb. But there are loads of apps. Like, there's apps you can download onto the phone. If you can prize that phone away from yeah, it, it's yeah, difficult yeah. with a teenager, but if yeah. you can manage to get your hands on it, even if you go into settings on most iPhones and Androids, there's like a headphone healthy health screen. Gotcha. And if you activate that, it actually sends notifications to the phone if you exceed a certain volume. What's the story with swimming pools? Because a lot of Irish people, me and him included, when we go on holidays... And I hear for so often from so many other people, you're swimming in the pool and by day four, you've got a blocked ear. But it doesn't happen in the sea. So is that bacteria or what's happening? Well, you're there? more likely, um, it's basically the pH of the ear has changed when you're in a swimming pool. But okay. actually you'll also, like if you look at swimmer's ears, so that's where we get that kind of infection of our ear canals. Yeah. And typically we'd say if you're a keen swimmer, wear ear, ear plugs, uh, swim hat and just towel dry the ears. It's fairly and standard advice. that thing as well, the drummer's talking about sometimes, I know if I submerge my head if I do a handstand almost instantly yeah. the wax is going to go and I'm like oh no I got the ear now whatever so the pressure has changed the dynamic of the wax in my ear that I already had before I yeah. went to Spain or whatever and then I come back I have to get my ear syringed like you know not all the time because uh, now wax, I try and avoid that the wax can expand but what can also happen with pressure differences like diving or particularly going on your flight to Spain is yeah. that you get a eustachian tube issue so you know that sensation particularly on the ascent and the descent where you feel like there's hands over your ears yeah. really mm. muffled so that's something a eustachian tube is the tubes are becoming are, are blocked and so you get pressure in the middle ear that can cause that sort of imbalance yeah. which is why some people can run into real difficulty on a flight Yeah uh, Dave mentioned syringing ears there some people say that it's really bad for you and dangerous for your ear and a lot of other people do it is it okay? It's okay but we suppose you have to be mindful of the fact that wax is good because it traps dirt it traps bacteria mm. so the one thing we don't, we don't want to do is use the cotton wool tips Oh because, no, no, and no, every, yeah. no 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 everyone denies it but well, people say I, I just won't touch the side <laughs> Yeah I know, I know I just yeah. go in a bit no. Oh yeah I've been I, I had a patient who instructed me, told me, gave me a, a lesson on how to use it properly. So there you go. <laughs> You're like, wow, I never knew. Thank you so much. Didn't you get targeted Instagram ads for some ear wax spiral thing you were telling me about? Yeah, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also, now I'm just getting hearing aids. Okay. Okay. Ads, but the, the internet thinks that I'm deaf, definitely. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, no, I kept getting those things like, hey, you know, you twist this thing into your ear and it removes. It, it's so amazing. And I was like, that thing is going nowhere near my head. <laughs> That's um, smart move. Emma, thank you so much. Emma Cashman, a consultant ENT surgeon at Beacon Hospital. Thank you so much for doing oh, Mind Yourself. Pleasure. Yeah. Thank you. Dermot and Dave. Weekdays from 9am.